Okay. So let's do what you want to hear. Okay. So um, I'm going to break my top 15 down into, I actually didn't. Uh, um, so I sent Andrew a little spreadsheet. Um, I have my top 15 broken down into four tiers on the spreadsheet. I sent you, it's actually five tiers because the, the top five players are, there's two tiers. So the, my top tier of the top 15 players of all time is um, number one, Michael Jordan, uh, number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number three, LeBron James. I think those three players are in a class above everybody else. Interesting. Um, okay. And I, I'm not going to say I don't think it's close because I think there are some really wonderful Bill Russell arguments out there. Uh, Bill Simmons made a, made an impassioned one in his book. Um, I just, I don't know when you just look at the results of what Jordan Kareem and LeBron did in terms of I li- literally everything MVPs championships, um, you know, uh, just generally being considered like this guy was the best player in his sport for this amount of time. And there's really no debate about that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Kareem has more points than anybody, you know, that, that kind of matters. I don't know how, how you could have anybody other than those three. So those are the first three. Um, any, any, well, I'll check. I feel like I should check in with you after each of these. Just the goat argument for you apparently isn't LeBron or MJ. It's LeBron. Or, it's MJ Flip, or Kareem. So uh, this will be my first one of these. I'll, I'm going to go back to this several times. Flip a coin be, between Kareem and LeBron. Um, literally flip a coin. If you What's ask the, me, can you spell it out? What's the case for Kareem over LeBron? For anybody that hears this and is oh, like, LeBron, uh, the goat. What are you talking about? I mean, uh, six MVPs uh, off the t- off the top of my head because I didn't again I didn't research these players too too much because they're like I I've thought about this stuff a lot. Six MVPs I think is important. Um, although the fact that Kareem played in large part during what is considered a pretty pretty weak era or a strange era in NBA history, the seventies were kind of a funky time. Um, ABA some drug issues, so you know. Do you like lessen the weight of some of those MVPs? Eh, six MVPs is six MVPs. Um, one finals MVP, I believe, was 14 years apart or 15 years apart, whatever. I think he won in 71 and then and then 85. Um, and then you look at again, not that all NBA team is the be all end all, but I mean, he was the best center in the league again, like uh, basically 15 years apart. Now you could say LeBron James was the best best player in the league, mm-hmm. um, 13, 14 years apart. I just, one guy has three championships and uh, the other guy has, has more. Um, I think championships matter here. I think it gets, I think we've kind of forgotten the fact, and this will come up again in a, in a few moments. Um, those first two Lakers championships in the eighties, those were Kareem's first and foremost. Magic was the second guy on those, on those teams. So like Kareem has three championships as the best player on his team. LeBron James has three championships as the best player on his team. Um, I just, you know, um, it's, it's picking nits. It's absolutely picking nits. If you want to say LeBron's the second best player ever, I'm certainly not going to, uh, to argue with you. Okay. That's fair. I think, I mean, look, the, the Kareem argument, I, I guess not necessarily falls apart, but I guess where I'd lean LeBron is more how close how how close we're going to get to a teammate of Kareem's and then how further down on your list we do 
we, we get until we get to a LeBron teammate. But like you said, like that's not to minimize the accomplishments that he did on his own, you know? Yeah. Um, one of those, t- only one of those titles with, without magic, right? Or was two of them without magic? No, only one of those without was without magic. So you want well, the fr- six titles, the first one in Milwaukee, and then the other five were in the eighties with magic. So, yeah, I mean, Kareem, Kareem's career is like really fascinating because, um, he, when he came, see, that's the other thing. Like, I think people remember the fact that Kareem hung on for like those couple of extra years where he wasn't, where he was averaging like, you know, whatever he was averaging, not, not a ton of points towards the, towards the very end there. But like, go back and look at his first several years. Like the man averaged 35 points a game, um, you know, as a, as a third year player, he like walked in averaging uh, 30 points. Like, Yes, on the second Laker championship team in, in 1989, um, he was, and this is this is really where the case for LeBron is, is where you want to look at 88, 89, and you want to look at um, those those championship series and say like, okay, Kareem, or excuse me, 80, 87, and 88, um, and say like, you know, what what was Kareem on those teams? Like, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, was Had James Worthy passed him? You know, in 88 in maybe by 87, even um, Kareem averaged in the 2000 or in the 1988 finals, 13 points a game in the 87 finals. He averaged 17 points a game. I don't know, um, but he was still on the team. He was definitely one of the top three guys. I would say the case for him all time, like the, the goat case for him, if you want to put him in the top three. And look, I don't want to spend too much time on the top three, but just the only thought is like his 1969 to I guess 1982 stretch where he was averaging, I think he averaged over 30 points a game total is the, like, that's the case right there. Excuse me. He averaged 21 in the 87 finals. Um, That's, that's my bad. Um, And uh, (laughs) yeah. uh, So that's your, you, you have it, John. That's your top three of all time. That's the top three. Okay. Okay. Next, next up uh, in a tier by themselves, uh, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. Um, The old heads are going to be mad at you. I, I mean, that's great for them. Um, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> like, go, go fucking look up Will Chamberlain's numbers that he put up and then Bill Russell. Oh, no, no. They're saying like, how, how is Russell not two or one? This is what I'm saying. Not that they're too oh, high. I'm saying the okay. old heads will be mad at you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, so here's the thing. Um, Kareem obviously played with Magic Johnson and, and James Worthy and an older uh, Oscar Robertson. Pretty good players, right? Like when I'm putting when I was putting together my my top 75, um, spoiler alert, a lot of names are gonna be on here, or quite a few names are gonna be on here that played with Bill Russell. And those guys were in the primes of their career, and like no doubt about it, guys. And he got to play with all those guys, and that's always been the argument, right? Against Russell being top two, top three, is um of who he got to play with, the organizational stability, obviously, you know. Coach the whole thing. Nine um, teams. Yeah. What? The NBA had nine teams. <laughs> the NBA had nine teams. That's yeah. honestly. So the thing that I kept coming back to when I was putting together this list is that, and like it, I, I think the nine teams doesn't even really drive home. I looked, there were, I actually looked at how many players were in the league mm. during a lot of the, there were less than a hundred. There were like some years where there was like 91 players yeah. in the league. You know, Maybe it wasn't the, the globalized conglomerate that it is now. It was 
Yeah. Like you could have had a, a job in the, a lot of these guys have jobs in the offseason, you know? You know, and like, okay, so Bill Russell was maybe the best best player in the league for a couple of those years. Probably had the, I mean, Bob Cousy, you could argue, I mean, we'll, we'll get into, you know, the Bob Pettits of the world and like a couple other guys, but like, was Bob Cousy the second best player in the league, third best player in the league for a couple of those years? You know, maybe. Um, to say nothing of the fact that like, what was John Havlicek to the tail end of Russell's um, career when he was winning championships in in the late sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as again, him over Wilt again, flip a coin between those two. They're in a tier by themselves. I, ju- I do just want to note it was interesting to me. So Wilt never played with another hall of famer in his prime, but he did play with f- six guys who I don't know. If, should I spoil it? Well, let me just say, no, I'm not going to spoil it. He played with six guys, five guys who made my top 75 and a sixth guy who has a really, really great argument to make the top 75 and was just on the outside looking in. He didn't play with any of those players in their primes. One of those players that was positional overlap, but like will played with talent. He didn't play with Russell's talent though. So that's why I, I feel kind of bad putting him fifth and Russell fourth, but, that's where I have them. Yeah, I I don't. They had way too many head to head matchups that led to Russell coming out victorious. I get it. Team accomplishments should never be against one player. But back then, it just oh. became a narrative that like if Wilt, like you would take Bill Russell over Will Chamberlain in a well, game seven, you know. And, and here's the other thing. Um, this is I wrote this down. I forgot to mention it. So. Um, Bill Russell, um, this is back when the players voted on MVP. Mm-hmm. So Bill Russell, his rookie year, walked into the league, was voted seventh in MVP. Here's where his here were his MVP finishes over the preceding um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. One, two, two, one, <laughs> one, one, three, one, four, three. And then he wasn't on the ballot for a year. Um, when the Celtics had kind of a down year. And then his last year ever playing in the NBA, he finished fourth in MVP. Player coach um, MVP, yeah. But yeah. Um, Player coach MVP, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Bill I, fucking look, Russell. It's Bill fucking Russell. I just go back to, like, yes, he was the, he played 13 seasons, won 11 titles in a league with nine teams. I that know. I know, I know. Where, when baseball ran the country. But yeah. it, look, I'm, I'm not going to reject the Bill Russell being in the top four players all time and Wilt's accomplishments speak for themselves. Okay. Um, next year, uh, three players, number six, Larry bird, number seven, Madge Johnson, number eight, Tim Duncan. So I will say we have the same top eight. Like, in it, I have a different order, but we have the same top eight. So my, Duncan, I flip flop between putting him ahead of bird and magic and then putting him behind bird and magic. And my, my, my justification for ultimately putting him number eight behind both of those guys is at no time. I, and I am aware Tim Duncan won two MVPs at no time. Do I think were we ever able to look at Tim Duncan and be like unequivocally, Oh, that, that guy's the, the best player in basketball, let alone that guy's the best player in basketball by like he's clearly like the, like the best guy in basketball because we had we went from Shaq to Kobe to LeBron 
And I think there were arguments for each of those other guys over Duncan at every point in time. Um, I don't know if they were good arguments, but they were legitimate arguments. And Duncan, I feel like, again, we are picking as you Mm -hmm. always, as you always say with Oz on, on final review. I mean, this is the ultimate in quibbles. This, I mean, it's, it's quibbling. I mean, who do you put It's Larry Bird and magic friggin' Johnson. Yeah. Um, You know, again, though, like Duncan, I I almost had him higher because just (laughs) the length, like his career, which is why I think if you, if you were starting a team today, and you're like, you're either going to get Duncan's career, Bird's career, or Magic's career. I think you take Duncan's career because of how long it lasted and how good he was for those number of years, which is why I originally had him sixth and then Bird and then Magic. But I just, I, I when you go back and look at how good Larry Bird was, when there was for, for nine straight years, and Magic, you could say the same thing, different nine years, but close, like there was just zero question. It was... It was the two of them and everybody else. And then Jordan came along. He won three straight MVPs or back to back. It's it, he, it's not only that he won three straight MVPs. He, he never finished lower than third, I think in an eight year span, something yeah. like that. Um, and Matt, but to, to magic credit, magic had like a similar run. Um, very, very like those guys. It was just every year. Top three. Yeah. It's, whereas, that's, welcome to the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Duncan, again, he had his two wins. Um, I mean, I could look it up now, but like when you look at, you know, again, there was like a fourth place finish, a fifth place finish, like things like that. Um, it's just, it's just, again, it's so they're all in the same tier. Flip a coin. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry to take the easy way out and say that ultimately, but that's how I feel. And it is what it is. I have magic a little higher, but it's interesting. So I just, last thing I'll say about this tier, I have a question. If we were to, we're not doing an 80s draft. But if we did do a an all decade draft and add the eighties, is your number one pick Larry Bird or is it Magic Johnson? It's well, it's Bird because um, here's something I didn't realize. And again, look, there's some been been some fucking kooky guys to make all defense over the over the years. Larry Bird made some all defense teams, mm-hmm. which is like th- the fact that mm. people like considered him as like that i I just again i didn't watch larry bird so i could only go by what like this the number like and i i know magic was pretty terrible yeah Mm -hmm. i think bird was was like that too to an extent he was making it off his his name the in the game he was so smart he was the smartest player in the game not say the magic wasn't but so like the the steal against isaiah against the pistons like that gets lauded what's What's not talked about is the consistent like Adrian Dantley taking him one on one in that series that and multiple straight series that doesn't get talked about. Um, That's a name I've wrestled with over the last few weeks. Look, Adrian I, Dantley. Uh, during the pandemic, I went through and tried to w- rewatch a lot of the um, games that I now have time to go rewatch. And I would not say Larry Bird was he was one of the, he's one of the best scorers ever. I think there's a lot of. I mean, if we saw Larry Bird today, I'd just say Kevin Durant. And I think I mean, there's, there's some comp as far as like effective scoring in, in the league. Um, yeah, I I, I I think I would have magic higher just for for what he did to the point guard position. But that's fine. Yeah, that's I, fine. I think, I think that you have the right order that they're both ahead of Duncan, too. I would not. Yeah, this was never Duncan's league, but his contributions to the league are unparalleled over like a 19 year stretch. Yep. 
Um, okay, next four again next year. I, I just again I struggle with these. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, Shaq. Number ten, Kobe. Number eleven, Kevin Durant. Number twelve, Oscar Robertson. Um, I'm impressed how high you have Kobe Bryant. I know how you how much of a numbers guy you are. There's some advanced metrics that say Kobe shot too many long twos, and yet you still have him in your top ten ever. You can't again. You cannot deny how good he was for mm-hmm. as long as he was. I agree. Um, but here's the thing. And again, I really, really struggled putting together this list with how much to consider peak performance that did not last. Shaquille O'Neal should have been the greatest basketball player of all time. And quite frankly, I'm not sure it should have been close. Yeah. Um, and he dicked around and his career ended earlier than it should have. And he took some years. There were some years where he didn't. Um, he just didn't come up big um, because it wasn't challenging enough for him. As weird as that sounds yeah. like. No, but his conditioning or whatever. It. He just like he's the biggest guy on the court. Like, why do I need to work out other than the last month of the season? And then I'll show up, dominate the playoffs and I'm a champion. You know, it, but it wasn't even like. I was I, the, the the most staggering stat to me in NBA history is that from 1999 to 2000, I'm gonna say five, maybe six. Shaquille O'Neal was unquestionably the best player in the league when he wanted to be. Without like there was no conversation, he was mm-hmm. the best player in the league, and he won one MVP. Yeah. One, you know, and you could even make an argument that he was the best player in the league in 94, 95, and that he was the second best player in the league over the three years that obviously Jordan won a second three peat. And he didn't sniff the MVP in a lot of those years. And it's just, it's unfathomable to me that he was, oh, and even more than that, to go reference Bill Simmons again, you want to talk about who's the most untradeable asset, who's the most valuable asset in basketball for a decade, for a decade, unquestioned. It was Shaquille O'Neal and one MVP, one like, and yet I can't, I couldn't put him behind Bryant because to me that he still won four championships, Shaq, and he yeah. still had those stretches. Yeah. We're, I mean, you're talking about that 99 to 06 run and yet, from 94 to to 98, he averaged 28-12 oh, I mean, on like 60% effective field goal percentage. Yeah. It's it, it, killing is really good. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the, the next pushback, Kobe, look, there's a case as far as impact goes that Kobe's number one on this list, not in a numbers. And then when you factor in, in the basketball argument, it's like we were talking about with the dark Knight. There's no filmmaking argument to argue the dark Knight's the greatest movie of all time. You can argue the impact dark Knight had on the industry, on comic book movies and on its stands are game changing forever. But Kobe, like there, there is a generation of people working hard, not basketball players, people working hard. I can't because they watched Kobe Bryant do it. Michael Jordan is, is always going to be my version of that. And to mm-hmm. a certain extent, Tiger Woods, actually, um, Colby was like, came along probably two years too late to have that sort of impact. And he still had a great impact on me. His passing obviously affected me a lot. Um, 
because I did find inspiration in him. Um, but yeah, I just I don't disagree no, I with what you're saying. Yeah. And then um, here's the interesting one. Kevin Durant at 11. Because I think a lot of people I, I'm. So what's the case? Let me ask you that. What's the case? Um, I mean, the case is twofold. Uh, one. He was the best player on two championship teams. I think that's pretty good case. Um, he did win an MVP and he did finish. Uh, how many times did he finish second? I believe he finished second three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more importantly than any of that, when we when we think of eras of basketball, I think we're going to think of like, okay, you had, or the way I think of it, the way I think of it, and this is, I've watched again for the last 30 years. In my mind, here's how it goes. It goes J- Jordan with a couple spoonfuls of Hakeem, who we're going to get to in a second, then Shaq and Duncan, then Kobe, then LeBron and Durant. And to me, Durant is the second guy I think of when I think of this era, when I think of who was the, who were the best guys from that era? Like it's not, it's not close. Durant is the second best guy to LeBron. So I will wait to say my rebuttal. And when we get to the next tier, um, but Oscar Robertson, just if you just lay out the case real quick for everybody for why he's so why low, is tw- why is 12th? Like you can say why is low, like why you had him, why you decided to put him 12th. Um, I put a lot. I mean, he was the best point guard in the league for a decade. Um, yeah, he obviously won an MVP. Um, I think he's low for me because like his team didn't really have a lot of success uh, until he, well, when he was with the Royals, it didn't have a lot of success. And then he went and joined up with Kareem and he obviously won a championship, but like. um, Average 29, 10 and eight from 1961 to 1970. Yeah, it's insane. He averaged the trip, but, but again, and like the triple double thing, I think a little bit of bloom is off that rose with the, Russ over the last several years. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like watching Russ, I don't know that I'll have the word to properly explain to someone 20 or 30 years from now, like this guy averaged a triple double essentially over the course of however many years Russ has done. I don't really give a shit. And then I'm going to be like, and why wasn't he one of the top 10 players in the league during that time? And I'm going to be like, well, here's why. Um, And I'm going to try to put it into words. And like you hear some of the same stuff about, Oscar, like he just, he wasn't, he wasn't that galvanized. Like he, like, and his teams didn't do anything. I, I just think it's, it was so hard to get 10 assists back then because nobody shot well. Like that's why Oscar Roberts is able to, to be like a, a triple double, averaging that for an entire season was impressive because, like, oh my God, like they made, they scored two points. Give that guy an assist. You know, no, he made I, that his job easier. You know, no, I look. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it, again, it's a shame that he only he made his only two NBA finals um, with with Milwaukee. Um, he made I mean, if you go again, look at his he won two playoff series with Cincinnati two, mm-hmm. And they were in the early 60s when there were again, as we've talked about very few teams in the league. I, I, I mean, I and I have him 12th. I'm 12th. Look, I'm honestly surprised you have him. It's not low. It's high. Like you have him 12th. I would have had him a little lower, but well, as but far I, as your top 15 is concerned, I'm, but, I'm glad but at, at this, at the same time, 
first team all NBA for nine consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounding the MVP that he won, third place, third place, he won, second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place. He walked into the league, finished fifth in MVP. I mean, like, just the overall impact. He was just, I mean, I think he was just that good in his time. And you have to recognize that. You have to mm-hmm. recognize that. Okay. Final tier of your top 15. Final tier of my top 15. Okay, here we go. Um, again, this is, it's, it's, it's quibbling. It's quibbling between mm-hmm. greatness. Uh, I have uh, number 13, Steph Curry. Number 14, Hakeem Olajuwon. Number 15, Moses Malone. So... I, he's not a patron, but shout out to Schwinn, who I don't I think he'll hear this if we if I decide to make this part of the preview. But Steph Curry, uh, back when we did a Strickland pod Strickland crossover, he said Durant's never been the and there's also this weird like hatred that Schwinn has for Durant, but said that Durant's never been the best player on a finals team. And you literally just said he has been in the two finals MVPs that he won. Um, and the argument has been made that Steph's impact on the league, Steph's impact on the Warriors was bigger than Durant and that Steph would be higher on an all-time list than Kevin Durant. Um, and I I don't know if I agree with the not Durant wasn't the best player on those two finals teams, but I, I tend to also agree about Steph's impact on the league a little bit to where I'd have him ahead of Durant. Um, you're Thoughts about putting Steph at 13, though? Um, it's pretty simple. He had two. He had two of the greatest seasons in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, one, obviously, where he became the only unanimous MVP in the history of the league, which was pretty good. And then the year before that, when he should have been the unanimous uh, MVP um, and he he just missed it. Um, and then surrounding that. Just to put it in perspective, like last year was probably his third best individual season. Um, like, I I don't know what... I, it's fair to say what is Kevin Durant's career if he doesn't go to Golden State, but by the same token, you could ask the same question about what is Steph's career if Kevin Durant doesn't come to Golden State. Um, and I just... Look, they found lightning in a bottle... But to me, and this is going to come up, you know, probably um, several hours from now when we're getting to the very end of this list, (laughs) um, when I was putting the finishing touches on the 75. But like, I don't want to say that has everything as much to do with Clay as it does Steph, because obviously it doesn't. But what they found with, again, two of the, I don't know, whatever you want to say, three, four, five greatest shooters of all time, what they found that was about them together in in part, right? Mm-hmm. As great as Steph was. Like, nobody looks at the Bulls' six championships and be like, man, look at what Michael and Scotty accomplished together. Like, nobody looks at, I'm, I'm trying to think of another, you know, nobody looks at, at, at the Celtics' three championships. It's like, look at what Larry and, and, and Kevin McHale accomplished together. Nobody looks at a fucking... I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody looks at LeBron's championships in Miami and be like, look at what LeBron and Wade accomplished together. No. Um, I think there was something something symbiotic about what Steph and Clay. And by the way, they only won one together before Durant came. Um I I think it's a very eloquent case. I think I think and I have him fucking 13th. 
Oh, no, I, I get it. I, I just whole league shooting threes. Now we rejected that notion for an entire decade of D'Antoni and saying like the three pointer is a bad shot. You should be taking so many threes. You'd Shaq and Charles Barkley saying all these jump shooting teams aren't going to succeed come yeah, but, playoff oh, time. And then I, I Steph showed up and then the rest of the league is like, okay, we all need to shoot threes now. So I didn't really factor that that much like okay, why not? if I did Allen Iverson would be in my top 20 or top 25 because that dude probably affected how guys play as much as anyone in the last 20 years. You, how so you figure in the isolation uh, type of stuff. Yeah. Um, you, wouldn't that be attributed more to Kobe than AI? AI sure, impact sure. is more like culturally fine. than anything else that too. But then yeah, fine. Kobe would be a top five guy. And like, I, again, I just, I don't, that's not how I I'm, I'm, judging what happened on the court, not but what like, happened. Didn't at, making more threes than anybody ever, like multiple times, multiple years in a row. Isn't that something that happened on the court? Yes. And I'm factoring that in. That's why it's 13. Why it's 13. <laughs> okay. No, 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 that's fair. I look this, I again, know. if you, but, it, but the, again, this is why ranking these players is stupid. Like I feel pretty strongly about certain things in these rankings. Like if you told like I'm not going to hear an argument that Steph Curry is better than Tim Duncan. Oh no. Like that's no, not no. an argument. But if you want to tell me Steph Curry's better than Kevin Durant, like I'm okay, that's fine. I for me, I have him one one tier below slightly. What I um, heard you say is that you hate Steph Curry and that the gap between him and Oscar Robertson and Kevin Durant is big. In fact, Steph Curry is barely ahead of Hakeem. You were this close to putting him in your bottom fifteen of the seventy five. 